0: Isaiah 30. And these, uh, as I said, uh, at least uh, probably to the end of this month, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to uh, do some prophetic stuff, give some prophetic words. Uh, They won't all be spontaneous prophetic words, as in, I get them right now. Uh, But there are some key things I think the Lord wants to say. And part of that is for us all to learn how to hear more effectively to the Lord. Uh, because that's part of the reason why we have a house of prayer. That's part of the reason why we have a prayer room, is we want people to be able to hear from the Lord more clearly uh, for themselves. And we believe that the, the house of prayer, it should be a place where you hear the Lord clearly. And I think that that's something that the Lord prophesied about our house of prayer uh, back in the mid-1990s, that it would be a place where people would hear from the Lord, uh, see uh, what the Lord wanted us to see, or what the Lord showed us. And and so we, we live into that reality. And, and even though we'll be on hiatus when we're out of the building, we'll still have the Thursday night gathering, uh, and we will resume. And <clears throat> I hope in the new building we will be 24-7 within a year or so. Uh, so you can pray for us on that, um, and uh, we'll see where it goes. So Isaiah chapter 30, before we start, let's pray. Uh, Father God, uh, we just commit this time to you, Uh, Again, I pray against anything of the darkness that would distract us or try to deceive us, disorient us, um, or in any way prevent us from hearing what you would speak to us today. I thank you that you are a God who loves to speak to his people, and I pray, Lord, that you give us ears to hear. Uh, We do love you and honor you, and thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So from Isaiah chapter 30, it's a great, great passage Uh, We'll start with verse 19, Uh, and uh, remember Isaiah has been written, uh, was written by the prophet Isaiah before the people went into exile, and it was written for people who would be in exile to give them a promise and a hope that one day they would come out of exile. So Isaiah prophesied that they'd go into exile, he gave them, the Lord spoke through Isaiah, gave them prophetic words to encourage them in the time of exile, and also to speak, to say, this is how I'm going to speak to you once you come out of exile. Um, and uh, and so and this is the promise, actually, uh, of people who would be back in Jerusalem, back in Zion, uh, to hear the Lord again. And he says this, For a people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you as the sound of your cry at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, excuse me, and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes shall see your teacher, and your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Then you will defile your carved idols overlaid with silver and your gold-plated metal images. You will scatter them as unclean things. You will say to them, "Begone." You will say to them, Be gone. Uh, God bless to us uh, His holy word. So like I said, this is a promise that, Isaiah, that God, through Isaiah, was giving to His people for when they came out of the time of exile. And right now, Uh, they are out of the time of exile. Uh, So this promise in that way uh, has been fulfilled. But we as Christians are living into a deeper fulfillment of this promise. We are living into the reality of it right now, uh, even though in all of its fullness, it will happen when Jesus Christ comes again. Uh, So the, the idea here is that Uh, we will weep no more. And they were weeping because God had rejected them because of their idolatry and sin. And so the promise here is that you're going to come to a time where you're not going to weep anymore because I'm not going to reject you as my people. And instead, when I hear you call to me, I will be gracious to you and I will answer you. And so we have that right now. We're living in this promise that we are with God. We never have to weep because we think God has rejected us. He's accepted us in Jesus Christ. And now, because of Christ and because of who we are in Christ, God is always gracious to us so that when we cry out to Him, He hears us. And so that's, that's part of our, our encouragement for us to pray here. And then he goes on, verse 20, And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. Now, this is telling us that even though uh, our people, you know, a, a Jewish heritage, they came out of the time of exile, doesn't mean that they won't go through difficult times. That there still will be times when we go through adversity and affliction. And certainly, the last several months with uh, the COVID pandemic around the world, I think that for many of us qualifies as a time of adversity and affliction. And in fact, many churches around the world are going through this. And and this is a testing time and a trying time. And God is proving the genuineness of many Christians through this time of COVID. He's proving the genuineness of, of the faith of Christians. He's proving the genuineness of leaders during this time. And now, by the way, I'm prophesying here. He's proving the genuineness of leaders during this time. And there are many leaders who are going to run away. And they're going to run away because they are hired hands and not shepherds. Now, remember what Jesus said when he's talking about the good shepherd. He said he was the good shepherd. And he said, you know, the hired hand, when the wolf comes, the hired hand flees. And right now we are seeing uh, around the world, but certainly in the West, quite a number of leaders who are fleeing. Uh, sadly, I heard a, about another church just today uh, who, who a lot of the leadership, they faced a, a time of challenge, a time of trial. The church was going great. They had a vision, but the vision was tested and some people didn't like it and some people criticized, uh, criticized them and there were some very hateful things done, but the team just ran away. They resigned and they just ran away. And they left the sheep uh, to to these wolves. Uh, And we're seeing that in this time. And so a lot of times God will allow us to go through or even take us through a time of affliction or adversity in order to test us and test the genuineness of our faith. And I want to encourage you in the Lord that if you persevere and you continue, you will pass the test because the Spirit of God is with you. The grace of God is on your life to take you through this time of adversity and affliction. And so God is doing that. God is doing that in His church. God is doing that for His people in this time, and so just because God said, hey, I'm not going to reject you anymore, I'm going to hear you, I'll be gracious to you, doesn't mean we won't have adversity and affliction. We will have adversity and affliction. And that doesn't uh, disprove God's goodness. It actually proves the genuineness of the Scripture and the accuracy of the Scripture. So when it comes, don't run. Just remember... Uh, the immortal words of that great uh, theologian Winston Churchill. If you find yourself going through hell, keep going. And so, anyway, to continue, to continue back into the word here. And though the Lord will give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher." Now, our teacher is Jesus, and here's the promise. The Lord is not hiding himself, but we can see Jesus. We can see Jesus right now. Uh, We see him in the Bible. We see him in the scripture. Jesus is teaching us. Jesus is discipling us, um, and Jesus is not hiding himself from us. Jesus is here with us. And when we go through a difficult time, Jesus is going through with us. That's the promise here. We're seeing this fulfilled in this day. You know, Jesus is our teacher, and we can see him. We can see him in the Word. Some people uh, have been blessed to see him personally, spiritually. Uh, I look forward to that day when I see him. Uh, but Jesus is not hiding himself from us. And that's also speaking to us and promising us that if we need to learn something, Jesus is there to teach us. Jesus is there to teach us. And then there's another actor in this. You've got God the Father first. You've got Jesus now. And then look what Isaiah goes on to say. Verse 21, And your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Now, this is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this is what we're really listening for. We want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We want our ears to be open to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the promise is that God's people can hear God speak through His Spirit. But notice a couple of important things here about His Spirit. His Spirit is not in front of us. His Spirit is not dragging us, kicking and screaming into the will of God, nor is the Spirit of God pushing us. But the Spirit of God is behind us. That means He is going with us. And the implication here is is that you have to be turning to the right or to the left. You have to be moving. You have to be walking in order to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say, this is the way, walk in it. There are a lot of people who wait and say, okay, God, speak to me, and then I'll go and do your will. Speak to me. Tell me what you want me to do. And the thing is, God has told us a lot of things already all in the Bible. And if we want to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit behind us saying this is the way, walk in it, then we really need to be doing the things that God has already told us to do. God has already written it down for us. So, for example, if you're not showing love and grace to the people around you, and you're not obeying in that way, then why should you expect the Holy Spirit to be speaking to you? If you're not sharing your faith when you get an opportunity, then why should you expect the Holy Spirit to speak to you? If you're not engaging with God's people, as as the Bible tells us to, then we, we can't always expect to hear from the Holy Spirit. In other words, we've got to be on the move. Now notice we're not running, we're not aggressively going forward, but we are walking forward step by step, day by day, and as we walk forward step by step, day by day, the promise here is that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. So the Father is not going to reject us anymore. We see Jesus, our teacher, our discipler. He is with us. He is speaking to us. He's guiding us. And we have the Holy Spirit nudging us if we open our ears to hear. And that's one of the reasons we come to the place of prayer and we gather with other Christians because we put ourselves in a position to hear from God. We put ourselves in a position to hear from God. And we often will hear from God when we're with other people better than we will hear from God when we're on our own. Uh, Just yesterday I was in a meeting and I felt like the Lord told me something about two years ago about a ministry that I'm part of that I won't mention uh, and, uh, and I was with in, in a prayer meeting with leaders from the ministry, uh, and i have been wrestling with the Lord over one of the, the, the things that he, he told me, and it was as we were gathering together and praying that I felt the Lord start to speak. So we need to position ourselves. Uh, and then the last thing here is that we need to get rid of our idols. I'm going to be preaching on this on Sunday, so I'm not going to take a long time now. But an idol is anything that you look to for your identity, for your significance, for your security, or your acceptance other than Jesus. Uh, And there are a lot of times where we say, God, we want circumstances to speak to us, and we're kind of looking toward an idol. Uh, It might be the government, it might be the economy. Uh, And we really need to be putting those idols aside and saying, Lord, the only voice that I want to hear is your voice, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That is the only voice that I want to hear. And I'm going to put myself in that position to hear your voice. Uh, And we really need to be in that position in this time. I felt like very strongly that the Lord wanted me to start with this scripture Because we are living in a day when we must hear the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit to say, this is the way, walk in it. And you know, one of the biggest tests that we're going to face, that you're going to face, is that you might need that kind of direction and the Lord's not giving it to you. And the question is, will you go ahead and act anyway before you hear from the Lord and remember the Lord doesn't always come at the last minute many times God waits until the last minute is well done and gone now when Samuel in the Old Testament when he offered up the sinful sacrifice he was uh, I no, Saul did that excuse me when Saul did that in the in the Old Testament offered the sinful sacrifice, he was waiting for Samuel, and Samuel was very, very late, and finally Saul said, well, I've got to act, I've got to do something, and he did it. And you might be thinking right now, I've got to act, I've got to do something, I I need to, need to, to, to really step out in this right now, but you haven't really heard the Lord. You need to wait until you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, this is the way, walk in it. But in order to do that, you need to be listening. And you need to be listening not only in a personal quiet time where you're praying and you're reading the Bible every day, but you need to be listening by gathering together with other Christians. And I'm speaking to the choir right now because you all are obviously here hearing me, but there might be somebody listening to this uh, who is not. Uh, And so uh, I, I think the Lord is speaking to you in this. You need to be positioning yourself to hear, and you need to be expecting that you will hear. That's the promise. We are going to hear, not we might hear, but God will speak to us. Now, he doesn't speak to all of us in the same way. God tends to speak to me in words and phrases, and that's because I'm pretty dense and I don't get it any other way. Uh, Some of the more creative people, God speaks to in dreams and visions. Uh, That's not me. Uh, uh, so we all have a special way that we might hear from the Lord. You need to learn what your way is and begin to walk in that as you, as you listen for the Lord. Now tonight, I I felt like the Lord wanted me to release a few things that he, he has said about city temple. I shared a little bit of this on Sunday at the AGM, but I think the Lord has several words here, uh, regarding city temple Uh, that I'm going to speak out uh, right at the moment. And we'll see if the Lord has anything else beyond that, beyond what I've already shared. Um, And so uh, I felt the Lord say a number of things to me. He said, one, this church at City Temple shall always have a witness in the city of London. God says, I have promised and I have determined this to be true. Uh, and you know if that had not been the case city temple would not be in existence today Uh, it is an extraordinary thing of god that he's providing for us in this season uh, and that we are even here Uh, there's many things that we've gone through that most churches don't survive uh, and yet we have Uh, there are many people you know around the world who didn't think i would be here almost 20 years later uh, and it's extraordinary. and it's only God. It's only God. Uh, another thing, we, we went through a, a, a season, 70 years, many of you know, in, in our history, from a guy named R.J. Campbell up until a guy named Brian Johansson. Brian helped turn things around, uh, where City, City Temple was in what I call the liberal wild, uh, wandering, the Babylonian captivity of City Temple, uh, where we were in captivity largely to liberalism, Uh, And I felt like the Lord say that even during the days of uh, what I've called the Babylonian captivity of City Temple, the Lord says, I had those who were faithful to me and walked in the truth, and my gospel still went forth from this place. I think the Lord was saying, I have determined all things so that the witness of City Temple might continue in the city of London. Everything the Lord has been doing is about this. Uh, and the one thing that really, uh, and the Lord first spoke this to me a number of years ago, uh, and it didn't really offend me, uh, but it stunned me and upset me a little bit. He said, even going into the URC has helped preserve the church uh, as part of what the Lord has done. Uh, and then I felt like the Lord speak to me in all of this. And, and you know, many times, uh, uh, what, I've shared a few times some of my own personal struggles with the elders, uh, elders, and one of the elders uh, said to me on a few occasions, uh, he said, you know, you say this, Rod, but I'm not sure we believe you about the struggles we're going through. He says, because you always seem a bit happy, and you're smiling, and you're just taking it all in stride, you know, so it, it's not like you, you look dejected and terrible and miserable, uh, and I guess I don't, and I don't want to look dejected and terrible and miserable um, unless uh, you'll feel sorry for me. And in that case, maybe, I, no, anyway, get, get rid of that. And so one of the things I felt like the Lord was saying to me in this, uh, because sometimes it's been a struggle, you know, and, and we've looked at this, we've looked at City Temple and the fact that City Temple is not a lot larger and, and things, <clears throat> yet the Lord is doing great things. We've got amazing people uh, in the life of the church uh, and many, many, many blessings. Uh, so the Lord spoke to me, said, I designed you and prepared you so that the witness of my church might continue in London. That's City Temple. Uh, I had no one else who would have accepted and persevered through this assignment. Uh, Now, I have to be careful because sometimes that plays into my ego, Uh, but um, uh, it's a great encouragement from the Lord. Um, And then I I think uh, the Lord spoke this to me, but I think it's for all of us as well. He said, do not be afraid to march into or move into the season of the redevelopment. That's what we're going into from the end of November. We'll be out of the building for two years. The Lord says, I will sustain you and provide for you. I will sustain and provide for the church. You will always have people and you will always have those who are faithful to me, to you, and to the church. I have knit their hearts together for you. Isn't that great? You know, those of you who have joined us, uh, many of you, uh, the Lord has just knit our hearts together, uh, and these are the things that the the Lord has determined for us, and I think the Lord is going to do some amazing things uh, in the future of City Temple, and I do know that we are living through a season uh, where uh, the role of City Temple in God's destiny for London is very, very important. And so I want you all to be encouraged uh, with this as well, that the Lord is with us. He is walking with us, and there is a purpose, uh, and we must not compare ourselves with other churches. The Lord is telling us, and will be telling many of you, to do things that are different from what many other churches and many other Christians are doing. And do not assume... That because the church is bigger, because it seems to have a large staff, uh, a lot of money, talented people, uh, has excellent production qualities when it comes to their live streaming things like this, unlike us, as you know, that we go through all the time. Do not assume that that means it's better. Uh, The church that I referred to where a lot of people left uh, had some stellar production values, had an amazing vision from the Lord for what the Lord wanted to do in the future. Uh, and yet in a moment, it crumbled. So the Lord is working with us, and the Lord is with us. Uh, and I want to encourage you with all of that today. and uh, so that's that's the beginning um, for the the prophetic words o- over the next few weeks. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm seeking the Lord each week. I felt like the Lord said he'll give me something every week. Uh, a little bit nervous about that, speaking that out, out loud. Uh, one of the things you have to be very careful of is even if you feel like the Lord has spoken to you, you must and said promised you that something like this would happen, you must not force it to happen. <clears throat> and you must not assume that it will happen. If the Lord gives me nothing to say, I will say nothing. And that's so important for us. If the Lord gives us nothing to say, we say nothing. So uh, let's pray. Gracious God, I thank you for the things that you have said. And I do pray, Father, that uh, you would uh, just help us uh, in this, this next time as, as we go to you in worship, as we listen for you, as we listen for your voice, that you would really speak to all of us Uh, In this time of worship, in our time before you, um, that you would speak to us, that we could walk in your ways. Uh, Holy Spirit, we want to hear you behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. And that's the promise of the word. And we trust you and we trust what you said, Father, in your word. So by your grace and your mercy, continue with us as we seek your face. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.